Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, everybody. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and I am the founder of Talk Cosmos. And today is March 27th. We're past the equinox, where, and the light is returning in the Northern Hemisphere. And we have a new panel, which we'll introduce in a, just a moment. And we are also in this phase of when the sun is visiting the archetype of Aries, igniting new starts. We've left that womb. We've taken a seed. We're bursting forth some consciousness. And it isn't always direct. It can be very internal. And so today's subject is Aries, new moon ignition key. Because one of the ideas is that we take this new start and we explode from there. So it's going to involve a lot of new territory. Now, Sabian symbols, you might wonder, what is that? Because there will be quite a bit of concentration about it in our talk today with the panelists that are these members. And they're intuitively reached from 1925 with Elsie Wheeler and Mark Edmund Jones. And they forge from the past before that. And it takes every single degree and they have an interpretation, which actually many people by astrologers have really concentrated on how to interpret. And that's what we're going to do too, because it's another layer. It's not always a linear concentration of the mind. We are in an expanded world where we connect through so many facets and trying to understand our body and learn that felt sense of how that communicates. We're going to learn more. Okay, thank you. Now we're ready for our new panel, Archetypal Symbols. Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your Archetypal Symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary and eclectic astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing esoteric fields of eternity, a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly poetry to stories and celebrate humanity's individuated co-creative life force experience. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward. I'm Justin Crocodile Z, 
an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, an essential oil specialist, and an herbalist. And I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and, and today, today is, is a gift. gift. And, and that's, that's why it's called the present. present. <laughs> yeah, da da here we are. Oh boy, yes, what a deal. You know, trying to come up with a new adage that kind of it has an enveloping uh, concept because that's what we're doing anyway with the new moon today, which happens to be, let's give that information. It will be on March 31st on the East Coast and April 1st on the East, uh, West Coast. Thank you. And on the East, it's at 11... I'm not sure what it is. Anyway, it, the, 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 I'll have that on the slide. Sorry about that. But anyway, it's, it's 11 degrees and 31 minutes. So it's in that second decan, which I think, Justin, you're really focusing, which I appreciate. And we all address. But it means that's a whole other layer of astrology, right? How would you explain decans? Well, the decans are just, uh, you know, the three decans, 10 degrees for each, uh, for all 30 degrees of the sign. Basically, um, it's just a, a <laughs> the decans are the, the 30 degrees and it's broken down into three parts, 10, yes, 20, indeed. and 30. Exactly. Thank you. And, and I'm sorry if I addressed it that quick, because I, I could say too, like, for instance, with Aries, and I'll say to our audience, just because you'll see on the on the maybe we should bring up the um the chart there it is see how pretty it is we've got all these colors and it's a new way that i'm doing the chart but you'll see if you go to aries which is down at the bottom and this is the east coast uh what did i do april 1st did, yeah oh it's april 1st at 2 24 a.m oh that's right i'm i okay very good. So the point is, is that in the first 10 degrees, there's an emphasis of Aries. And then because it's a fire, the next one goes to Leo. And then the third one goes to the third one from wherever sign you're starting, which should be Sag. So anyway, we'll leave it at that. It's a whole beautiful way of showing a nuance. All righty. Well, hi, Justin. Hi, Liz. This is really it's, great. Hmm? It's good to be here. And I wanted to make a comment about that um, April 1, 2022 adds up to an 11 and the sun and moon are at 11 degrees. And if you break down 11, it's a two. So you have the potential of working at the two as a polarity or working in tandem and, or the higher octave of that two would be the 11. So there's more responsibility with that, you know, um, maybe being a teacher and showing other people how to work with that. And Justin might have something to add to the 11. 
Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think, in, you know, in Vedic astrology and numerology, the 11 represents illumination or new information coming in. And everybody's always asking, you know, a lot of people see 11-11, and I'm always saying that's really a, really a great time of new information coming into the collective, and that's that number. And I like how you mentioned the, the teacher uh, discipline aspect because, of course, one of our saving symbols today speaks to that with the, the bear waving its paws, you know. So. <laughs> it keeps replicating. This is what I love about looking at these ways that mirror what we all what we see because it's it's like a house from another angle and i've always learned thinking of two that's a great introduction thank you liz and justin um that two is partnership right it's me and the other person and then 11 doesn't it bring in the spirit because you know it, it is a master number one of the, well i don't know if it's a master number but it is yeah it's one of the master numbers so it's that leadership of self perhaps with spirit one could think of in a way but then i i i know enough to kind of get started with numerology and i love <laughs> this aspect so that's excellent liz thanks for bringing it up because um that is really a subject that i wanted to address and i'll it starts me off with my major question the sun and the moon for aries are at 11 degrees now granted it's 11 and a half degrees but it's still 11 and the other pair that's standing out to me singing very loudly is saturn and juno it's that little flower sitting there down in the second house juno at 22 degrees and they're they're almost conjunct and meaning that there is a couple of relationships there in many ways and and one is if you just look at the separation there uh they could be at a well they're not quite at a, what do i write down so what i'd be interested in knowing is 11 2 and 22 4 like if you added 2 and 22 it goes to 4 which is foundational and 22 is that master number so it's they're both involved with a partnership on some if uh and the signs are sextile i mean we know that just uh aries and aquarius air and fire you know they they connect with each other but the problem is is that the um the degrees they're only 49 degrees apart which means it almost could be a half square which is 45 degrees so there's some tension there so with all of that do you have some ideas of how you'd look at it thinking from the numbers i guess with 22 going to four as a master number with 11 going to two go, go ahead liz and then i'll follow up <laughs> well ahead. i like the four is it's like you know it's obviously from in my opinion it's do it putting in the hard work and i'm going to re reflect back to saturn is our responsibilities our duties mm -hmm. and juno's how we partner so it's kind of saying there could be some work to do in our partnerships um maybe to bring it to a new level but also using the symbols of the planets it could be that partnerships formed at this time could um 
last for quite some time because it, it's like mm. that you know form now it could really last but there's always work to do i believe now the 22 it's it's another master number but this one comes with i believe more responsibility in that um so go ahead and add justin please yeah i i, I agree you know that 20 two is the next next step in, in uh, relationship and you generally when people have 22s in numerology it's a, it's any master number it's a mirroring effect so if a person has 22 in their numerology it's a very agreeable number you know the, the decision on the other person and you know juno of course as we know represents that archetype of of Jupiter's wife. So it represents commitment and marriage again to a relationship and Saturn, that disciplinary, you know, that discipline. And, um, and, and then I would point to the 23 degrees, the archetype or symbol that for that is a big bear sitting down, waving its paws and Dane Rudyard spoke to this as representing discipleship or, or discipline. So I think there is sort of this, commitment to relationships in the collective right now which we're kind of working on and that's just one pillar versus that Aries that's trying to make things a certain way and a certain type of ordered structure I think um I think yeah we're going to definitely be it's actually very positive they have Saturn mm. conjunct Juno it's it's a and, and Aquarius rules relationships in the collective so I think this is a really great time to reach out to people, to work on relationships. I think it's going to be a little bit easier, actually. Oh, I so appreciate both of your viewpoints on this. It gives such a, a landing dimension. It's grounded, first of all. I mean, it is Saturn. And, and our partnerships, and I'm thinking, too, here, we're starting a new partnership. And I on um, Cosmos have a lot of... Um, it's, it's very appropriate. but And on, so on a personal scale, which we all first look at in life, it seems like making our collective, but isn't this good too going forward? Because this happens to be in the second house, you know, for the nation. And we are at this time really looking at so many serious, well, it's sandwiched right between Mars and Venus, isn't it? So it's really our reestablishing our direction for commitments and values. Yeah, you've illuminated. Thank you. It's very good. Please. Well, and it's, this chart shows so much about beginnings. We have the Aries energy. It's fiery. It's cardinal. It wants to initiate. It's like the sun is coming back. We have longer days. It's like all this energy wants to get out there and move and passion and blaze some new trails it's very exciting so you know there's so many things that just repeat 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 that says this newness coming in justin maybe i, yeah, I, I was ahead. gonna say i would agree totally with liz there i think it's a newness a new you know it really does if you've got uh the sun and, and moon and mercury all in aries in the third house of thinking and communications this is really about okay New revision of attitude and the beginning of a of a new experience, which is really what that uh, that uh, Savian symbol, you know, for the Mercury uh, uh, kind of represents with the uh, the teacher gives new symbolic forms, traditional images. And then, of course, sort of this concentrated attention towards moving forward in a new experience and new beginning. So I totally agree with what Liz is saying there. 
You know what? I'm so glad you bring that up with Aries and the third house, because in evolutionary astrology, which, of course, they all have their facets, it, it, it does give some um, common attributes. Understanding, because traditional is very, I don't want to offend anybody. Of course, I recognize that the house has its areas and the sign has its capacities and the planet. They're all different. But yet, just thinking in that third house of needing to communicate, because essentially we know that Aries and Gemini can't shut up <laughs> when it's in, in a sign. It's got to just express, 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 right? My father was an Aries with a Gemini moon, and I loved it. We, we, it was like a motor going with all these great ideas. But here, we, we've got that energy, don't we? I, I would say to some degree. And I know you do Vedic too, Justin. So anyway, I throw that out, but I am interested in hearing about the Sabian for 11. And Justin, maybe you want to start with that? Uh, yeah, way. well, the you mean for the moon and, you know, the yes, sun, sun and 11 moon. is the ruler of a nation, um, which, which you know, one of the interesting things that this this uh, degree of Aries and Aries being that fire, that energy, that that fire element in our bodies and how our forward effort is done, of course, ruled by Mars. Um, I found that this particular archetypal symbol kind of speaks to more sometimes what we see in the Sabian symbol, sort of a, a, a bringing in things together and centralizing and, 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 and being aware of one's limitations and kind of bringing it all back in and not being scattered. Uh, sort of centralization of power is what Dean Rudyard talked about this, because as we know, if you've got a moon in Aries, boy, there's an impulsiveness there. There's like, I've got to do it now, you know? And, and so I think this is sort of saying, okay, yep, people are going to be, have that concentrated attention, really centralizing a power. I mean, this would be a great time to start a new business, start a new project. I mean, really with these three planets and, and Aries in the third house. Yeah, that discipline and integrity. And then the next um, symbol is 12 Aries is a triangle-shaped flight of wild geese. And to me, that means like working together in brotherhood. It's like, let's do this together. That one's really yep. one to expand yep. on. Yeah, because I was... Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, how would... No, I'm just agreeing with Liz. <laughs> Well, I, I would like to rest on this one because it is really, in a sense, like um, the, the study of Sabians, you know, where it's at, where it's going. There's a lot of conceptuals and we've come to the agreement that we're going to look at the first degree and then the next, how, you know, as a um, progressive. Right. Can, can I say something about yeah, this? And please. I'd be curious what Liz thinks about this, because. And in doing individual charts, when this particular Sabian symbol comes up about an, uh, uh, that triangle-shaped flight of wild geese, which Dane Rudyard talks about, and an idealistic reliance upon a mental image of cosmic order, meaning, right. and sometimes if it shows up in a person's chart, it can be a person that thinks, oh, this is the only way it's got to be, right? It's mm. They're stuck on that one cosmic order, mental image, and idealistic right wow. it's only got to be this way or my way or the highway you know and i think mm. i think this this kind of um you know this kind of raises something here about that uh people are at this period of time going to think be really driven by it's got to be this way but there's something that that pulls back in the chart and you know with that hygiene scorpio and 
and some other degrees there that that say, you know, be careful of that. Be careful of that. It's only got to be this way, that cosmic order, that there's there's got to be some variance there. I'm just That's, curious what Liz would well, think about that. Yeah, I had some thoughts, too. Go ahead, Liz, if you have one. Yeah. Well, thinking of birds fly in a triangular shape, which is true, but they don't fly 24 hours a day. They <laughs> they take turns of who's the lead. They stop yeah. and rest. They stop and eat. They sleep. So to me, it's like balance of body, mind, and spirit. All the pieces. It's like you have, yes, that's a good thing to be informed and work together, but you need to take care of every part. That's it. And I, this feeds into my own interpretation because I did study that one a little bit and I find it really fascinating because again, as you both will present through our pre thoughts or talk here, that how it's reflecting so often. Okay. To the point. And that is, is that the first one at 11 was really this, um, what is it? It's more the, not the conditioned, but it's the um, well ruler of a nation that it's centralized power, as you had mentioned, but it's more away from the instinctive into more of a social agreement, like which isn't really Aries. And and the geese was this as as Rujar, which I really, as far as the audience, if you're looking, it, he's online. He's wonderful interpretation. Dane Rujar, and it's a transcendent of the soul transcendence. And this cosmic order, though, is like um, a transcendence. It, it shows that it's interesting that, and I like your experience, Justin, to see that it could be fixed because it's very true. As right, I imagine well, the, we the, all have that idealism. Well, that the reason, yeah, that I think that's a key word, idealistic. <laughs> you yeah. know, we know that mm -hmm. things are not ideal in life. And then what informs that idealistic view, oh, it's my, you know, it's got to be only this way, way things are going, is the is the 13 degrees, you know, the next degree, which is an unexploded bomb reveals an unsuccessful social protest, which uh, speaks to adolescent frustration. If it isn't going my mm. way, I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to get upset. So it, it kind of speaks to pay attention that not, not everything's idealistic in this cosmic order. You know, I that's the way I kind of saw that, you know, as so as we move forward in this new working with others and everything, we got to be careful of only going. It's only my way, you know, it's very true. And besides, we are well, it's Aries, but again, going back to that 22 with Saturn, that's networking. I mean, it is really trying to get the collective and, 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 and that, and the ascendant and, and not to go away from this energy, but I know that for the nation, there was some talk about the ascendant of its importance. If Liz, I guess. Well, for the ascendant seven Capricorn, a veiled prophet speaks seized by the power of God. So it's bringing information forward to be shared. Ooh, that kind of combines both of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to add, Justin, to that one? Well, you know, I think it's, when I see, when I think of that, every time I see that, 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 that uh, saving symbol, veiled prophet, of course, I go back to Moses, you know, or Gabriel, you know, sort of the, this announcement 
of, of something, you know, and I think speaks to what we're into today, a new beginning here with this Aries new moon, spring equinox just happened, announcement of la, you know, it's here. It's a new, new cycle. You know, that's why I think of that failed prophet, sort of a mediatorship of, you know, for others, that Capricorn, you know. All the birds, I'm just remembering, this really feeds into all that idea about the birds and the thoughts and the leaving from the concrete above. So many of these planets have that message. It's, I'm just and, and birds typically bring messages. So, you know, that mercur mercurial information, it's like really interesting how it all blends together. Yeah, and, I, I go ahead. No, go ahead, Liz. <laughs> I didn't mean to... you, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say about the birds, you know, I, I, as I was doing, as I was studying the whole, this chart and thinking it kind of, it kind of made me sit back and think, okay, how, um, throughout all the saving symbols, Elsie Wheeler, uh, used birds as a, as an archetypal symbol, um, towards communications or like you were saying, messenger and, um, um, also how they're affecting our emotions because i think isn't the eight degrees on this what's what's the eight degrees on the one there it's isn't a bird singing joyously or something oh in it's eight degrees of this uh -huh. go ahead in a sunlit home domestic birds sing joyously yeah so it's so bringing in and affecting our emotions you know at some level here you know Oh, I love that connection. Thank you, Justin. And listen to the music, whether it's the music of the birds or the music on the radio or the music of nature. It's like, listen to the music. They're all like stepping stones, aren't they? To lead us, as I was saying, to that conjunction happening on April 12th. It's a 166-year cycle. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, Jupiter and, and Neptune conjoining in Pisces. I just think of all that inspirational and what you're bringing up is the mind and the spirit of course the body has to work with it too it's a whole yeah effect well it emphasizes you know that the days are getting longer and to get outside in some sunlight perhaps and um so i like the emphasis of how that just reinforces it over and over so that just leads me to the midheaven because, <laughs> you know, I always say, you know, and I don't know if you, you two do this as well, but I always like, you know, when I'm doing a chart, mm. I go look at that ascendant because that's most important. Then I go look up that midheaven. Where's this? Where are we ultimately driving towards? You know, what mm. ultimately we're learning here. And I love that because this leads us to the midheaven, which talks about um, the Sabian symbol is a crowded sightseeing bus on a city street, which is talking about a widening of experience, getting out there, getting outdoors, getting that experience. And then, of course, the the next degree is a delicate bottle of perfume, lives broken, sort of, sort of about surrendering and letting go of those memories of the past as we move into mm. this new experience, you know. Wow. That's and it's potent. time for a break. Oh, my gosh. Ah. I was I had faith. I looked at the clock and thought, I know we'll segue. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. This is with Justin Crockett, Elsie and Elizabeth Liz Muschette and its archetypal symbols. I'm Sue Rose Minahan. Talk Cosmos. We'll be right back. Thanks. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos,
let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Hi, it's Dr. Laura Tad here to let you know I have an upcoming online course in personal mythology. In this course, you will explore the stories that you carry and how they impact your life. Some of these stories you have unconsciously inherited from your ancestors. Others are more culturally tied. As you unpack these stories, you will come to see which ones support you and your highest potential and which ones you've outgrown and could use a rewrite. Class starts in April. Space is limited. For more information and to register, please go to my website, mythicsky.com. I hope to see you there. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Welcome. This is Bear River. Usui Reiki Master and the Astrologer of Psyche and Soul Astrology, you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 11.50 a.m., where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk, 11.50 is the station for you. Hello again, we're back, and we're talking about the new moon and all its connections, forwards, backwards, at the moment, it's Aries. We're kind of going forwards. <laughs> and although we are dropping a lot of it. And so if we look at that chart, I was just noticing Saturn is squaring, as we say in astrology, the nodes. Now, the nodes are from the south node, which is that little horseshoe up at the top in Scorpio at 23 degrees. And they go backwards, by the way, for for folks, which astrologers are aware of that cycle. It starts at 29 or 30 and goes to one to zero. So at 23 degrees, um, and that's where we've coming from collectively in Scorpio of our shared resources, you know, our financial, our committed relationships, our passion and the occult, you know. So then the esoteric, we could say, perhaps, that of why our psychological soul growth of why we're here, what feeds us, what gives us power or doesn't give us power, which we have to shed. And that's a lot of it. Trying to move to that next one of our self-reliance in Taurus of, of self-survival um, and our resources, our talents. It's financial too. It's our values, relationships, because, uh, well, it's not so much relationships, except Venus rules it. Okay, not to div diverge, 
But my point was I wanted to bring that access to people's attention that that's what we're talking about. And in this chart happens to be our in our collective and we're that we're kind of leaving in trying to find that manifestation of ourselves. It's in the fifth house. It's like, how can I participate? And it's not leaving, but integrating, right? So that we can be that individual that showers what we have into our collective. So this square energy I'm looking at is, of course, the 22 degrees, which we talked about in the very beginning of the, in the master number of Saturn and Juno and Justin, you were mentioning, gratefully, I'm glad that this is a great partnership, right? Because that's what Juno does. What am I going to align with? And as Liz, you said, it's going to be for time. It's going to be for some destiny here. I mean, we may not count on a lot, but we could try to start counting on how are we connecting with people? So at any rate, I know that there's also other Sabians involved, but just looking at that as really a potential toggle as I refer this struggle often, you know, how we toggle between two things on line or whatever. It's this and that going forward. I would. Well, and I'd like to make a comment on that Saturn um, square, the nodes, uh, the last node that went over that degree would have been the South node. So the, perhaps there's some old relationship issues that you need to release or work on and let go or update them is what i the, would say the last degree that it went over what do you mean the, i'm sorry the, the south node was the node that went over the degree of where saturn is so it's a south node issue oh okay so it is really important to start addressing of course what do we need to let go of to get space mm -hmm. so that we can become this new resourceful energy right just so there's I guess too, yeah. there's some released work to do there a little bit yeah well, I, that's I I agree with that because we've got a uh, I agree with that because you know Saturn being that planet of karma and discipline and it's saying in order for us to I I feel like it's saying that that for us to accomplish what the nodes are wanting to us accomplish it's it's reminding us there's something we have to do uh, like Liz is saying, mm -hmm. and and it's interesting when you look at those Sabian symbols, the um, the South Node uh, on the Scorpio, you know, just to really just to summarize those two Sabian symbols, a uh, hundred shooting ducks and a, a rabbit metamorphosing into a nature spirit. There's something about raising of our our animal drives of of improving ourselves of letting go of things like we were talking about the the perfume bottle and liz is mentioning about letting go of something and then of course <laughs> working towards that north node which is a white dove and i and it's interesting there's two white doves today in two mm -hmm. separate sabian symbols the one for the the um, mars and aquarius and the one for that north node and and taurus and both of them speak to some element of certification of worth and certifying and, and improving something here. And so I, I definitely agree. I think that's that Saturn is key, as Liz was mentioning, I think that Saturn's key to saying what we have to be disciplined about in order to accomplish what we want to out of this chart. So glad you brought up that about the dove, 
Justin and, and Liz, I mean, I'm just, just as feedback here because it really struck me strongly. I did study about the, the node uh, Sabian symbols and that dove, according to Dane Rudyard, uh, is a symbol of guidance. And of course, as you mentioned, biblically, it, Noah's Ark, you know, that's like a big register for a lot of people. But that guidance that we receive through the reference to the dove, you know, and the bird reference again and again, aviary is it brought up in different ways, but so wonderful because I am thinking we're like progressing towards that, that conjunction with Jupiter and Neptune in two weeks onward. Well, and most of the, the planets from the ascendant out to the North node consists of about 135 degrees. So the first quadrant of a chart is about self and learning. And then if we add the fourth house in it's, you know, safety and security and building a foundation on it. So the last several charts over the last several months have had a very focused energy. And this one has a even more focused energy than we've seen. So I think that that's important, you know, to focus on what we need to do to move forward. You know, cause we're coming off the pandemic. It's been an interesting couple of years. So, you know, the whole world has changes to make. And then it was interesting, the Chiron, you know, kind of is one degree next on the um, sun and moon. So it, to me, really played in tightly with this um, new moon. There is a lot of healing, essentially, very much that wounded healer archetype that we know the great master, unable to heal his own wound of, of was healed, it got or leg with the wounded. I, I agree with, you know, that Chiron in, because we know when a person has Chiron in Aries, it's the wound of self. Mm-hmm. And, and so that matches exactly with what Liz is saying with all these planets in that first quadrant. It's all about working on ourself at this particular point. So. Justin, would you Folis, which is a centaur also along with Chiron and a centaur for people is a half man, half horse. I think are there women centaurs? I think I don't know. But at any rate, it seems like they're mostly men. But it is that half nature, half humanity, that concept. And Folis is that little pineapple sitting up there on the top of the ascendant, it conjunct our ascendant exactly within minutes. And you're quite a, um, a student of, of Folis. And I, I quickly know that, that Folis was a centaur that had the jug of wine that was the keeper of it that decided to finally open it. And of course, all the centaurs went a little haywire and then tip ending up her um, Chiron had because they were at a party uh, got wounded. So how are you, is there a significance there with Foley's yeah. right? Mm. Well, I think it's, it's interesting because it kind of represents, you know, that's, it, it represents sudden events or sudden um, something sudden, like we pop the cork off the wine bottle, right? And so I think it, it's it's interesting that it happens here on the ascendant um, that that veiled prophet, you know, and I think it's 
is kind of bringing in this sudden change of events, sudden change of structure as we move into a new cycle. I think that's really, I don't want to get too, and in a person's chart, individual chart, this would represent something very like a sudden change at birth because it's on the ascendant. Um, but here we're looking at a new chart, new birth. So this is a sudden change. I think we're going you know, from what we've gone through through the past three years, this is a break with where we've been and and that we're doing something suddenly new and different here. Yeah. And with potential, I understand we we are not here to suggest or implement or something, but still it is it has some significance that way because, I mean, just looking at this huge new cycle and I keep bringing it up and bringing it up, but it is very conscious to me about the the Jupiter and the Neptune, they're down there in Pisces. Of course, Neptune's a 13, 14 year cycle. So it's been a long time, but Jupiter coming up with it is 166. Last time was 1856. So much has happened. Industrial life. I mean, it, it, you could, we're on a whole precipice, if I'm saying that word right, you know, like on the ledge of, of new consciousness. And, and this is one aspect. So I think in a sense, looking at Folus, that's P-H-O-L-U-S, folks, um, that little pineapple up there as a centaur is, is just indicating, yeah, get ready and start listening to these messages that want us to bridge into uh, spirit, whether, you know, we, however we look at it. Just, anyway, thank you for that. So can we go to the Jupiter saving symbol and Neptune saving symbols? Oh, please. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> so 21 Pisces is under the watchful and kind eye of a servant. A girl touches a little lamb. So to me, that was like innocence and exploring and learning new things through touch and being around an animal. It's like, okay, what's the boundaries? Do you have anything to add to that, Justin? No, I think it's, um, I think it, it matches with everything we're talking about here. I think, uh, you know, uh, with that Neptune and Pisces, we know that Pisces rules the 12th house of the subconscious and dreams mysticism. I think there's, it's, it's actually a positive thing in the chart that it's, you know, this is a very creative time, you know, that Aries energy and Pisces energy. It's very, 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 very creative time. And then the next one is 22 Pisces, a prophet bringing down the new law from the mountain. So it's, mm. to me, it's like new information is coming through. It's like, we're going to create a lot of new things, which is probably a good thing. That goes right along with what was it? The, the uh, guidance, the, the, of the, was it the nodes? Or it was the sun itself at 12 degrees. In other words, it's replicating these messages of the cosmic order, but then also with the, um, oh, help me here, with the white dove over troubled waters, you know, this guidance, right? It's just amplifying more. Am and I then for... For Neptune, we have 23 Pisces, and materializing medium gives a seance. So to me, that's always messages from the other side coming through. Yeah, and, and Dane Rudyard, I thought was interesting in taking it from a person that's actually, uh, actually conducted seances myself personally. This one particularly, uh, Dane Rudyard, you know, there's 
there's a, something that happens in seances of where uh, one uses or spirits use your energy. That's how we get ectoplasm, not to get off on something else here. Mm, no, but it kind of speaks to what Dean Rudyard was talking about with this as well, sort of the substan- substantiation or using one's own energy to accomplish something, you know. Mm. So um, and I'm, I'm not sure what the 24 degrees was, though, after that. Um, a small island surrounded by the vast expanse of the sea. People are living in close interaction. So it's so another it's... symbol of like working together, you know, for survival. If you're living on a, an island, you know, you're going to have to collect and grow food and have shelter and all that. So I like that. Well, I like your note that you added because I hadn't studied that myself, but adaptability. Uh, being adaptable and mm. cooperation you know it goes along with that whole well we're also in that whole cycle of air you know and it's with that last conjunction between jupiter and saturn so changing our concepts of how do we get things operating from a material way more to a connected way yeah. you know i you know i think that that also kind of reminds me of that aquarian energy Right. I, you know, I mean, having to work with others because Aquarius rules our communications in the collective. And, and, um, you know, whenever I hear that saving symbol that you're, you just read, um, Liz, it, it kind of reminds me of, of, um, of being aware of the dynamics of our relationships in the collective, um, and, and having to work with those. That goes right back to, thank you for mentioning that all that Aquarian energy between as, as I asked you to both of you to help uh, illuminate going back to that word that we're for our North node, I think, but with in Aquarius 22 degrees and then Mars and Venus who have been, you know, conjunct for gosh, they were conjunct from early uh, February all through like this is April 1st. So it's just ahead, but, but, they're just here really beginning to separate with six degrees. But meanwhile, they've got this Saturn and Juno commitment, you know, connection right between them. So the community, I'm I'm trying to relate back, supporting your idea of how dynamic this Aquarius archetype is getting expressed. Yeah. Well, in cooperation and working together, it seems to be kind of, a theme running through this, the messages from the birds, um, pay attention to what's going on around you and um, have a little give and take. Hmm. Yeah. Not the highway business, right? <laughs> Just in your, right. No highway here. It's not me or the highway, you know. No, no, yeah. this is There's other cars coming. Even though that's what that Aries energy wants to do, you know, I want to do it myself and I'm going to just, I'm going to do it my way, you know, that cause idealistic way. It's got to be done this way. But I think if we do that at this particular time, that boom, that, that, that you're going to run headlong yeah. into a wall. You got to work with others right now, you know? Well, you know, Aries is interesting. Just going back to that whole holistic sense that it's, it takes a lot of courage to actually step out and do what one's going to do. So I suppose along with that, it's really like, okay, I finally got my idea on a, this has got to be it. And it's new too. So you really don't have the experience yet. 
So it's good words, yeah. To remember, there's other people on the highway that want to pass or something. <laughs> well, in Aries energy, to me, it's like sometimes you just got to go for it and see how it works out. Because if you didn't go for it, nothing might have happened. And so go for it and see what happens. It's initiating and starting something. Yeah. And, and, and having experiences in life are very important, I believe. Yeah. I think what we'll probably see in the collective because of this, it's such a strong beginning <laughs> type of thing, you know, new moon, Aries, Mercury and Aries, uh, third house here. I think we're definitely going to see something. If we looked back on this, we'd probably see some new things ha starting at this particular time in the mm. collective. You know, maybe a new a new company or new 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 things. New that events. will be interesting. Yeah, and then yes, restructurings. And, pro mm -hmm. and probably they'll last a while because if you start a new company, that's a partnership, and so it, you know there could be some really innovative ideas that stick. Mm -hmm. um, also, there you know there could be you know somebody tries something and it just doesn't work or it's not going to be feasible, but uh, go for it. Yeah, and you wonder with that uh, Saturn Aquarian, you know, like we're a, I'm right, you know, right there, that it might also be with uh, energy. Wouldn't that be wonderful if it were with sustainable energy that we could really relinquish ourselves from the oil? That's a hope in some direction. Are there we, any other Satan? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. If we could harness um, the electricity from lightning. It, yeah. I mean, it's like so much power but they still haven't figured that out but maybe somebody will this would be really cool yeah back to franklin um, franklin uh franklin you know our uh, benjamin franklin and then i often think of the tides the water with all that water energy now granted you don't want to mess up the fish and the shores but there's got to be some way to use that whole constant energy so we shall find out how about some other let's see we covered did we cover, we didn't cover Mars. You did cover Mars. And what about Venus? Because they're in that mix too. Okay. Talking about 25 Aquarius, a butterfly with a right wing more perfectly formed. And to me, that was about finding balance because for an animal to fly with one wing, you know, maybe a little bigger, they're going to have to learn to fly in some balance. They're going to have to compensate. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that because it, you know, uh, one other aspect of this is that uh, part of that is actually transmutation of emotional energies that that Dane Rudyard talked about. So it, I agree with you. It has to be a balance. We have to do some type of change uh, and 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 not try to because Venus represents our desires, right? Is one way of looking at that, and we want to be careful with that. We're not looking for a perfect outcome here <laughs> to to the situation you know you know what that reminds me too if we always 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 as one starts really realizing it's not my way the highway because there's spirit there is source and regardless of outside religion just that whole energy of spirit that's indelibly us and it, it and working with that as a cooperation to get, which all of this is saying, you know, the guidance, because if again and again, if you do tarot, you realize that, well, if I am convinced that it's going to be my way, you don't allow that partnership to come in. 
So really, that's what Venus is saying too, yeah? Yes. And then the next one, 26 Aquarius is a garage man testing a car's battery with a hydrometer. So to me, it was like seeing how much life is left in the battery. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Hmm. Go ahead, Liz. I mean, go ahead, uh, Sue. Well, I was going to say, well, that gets me to Pluto because I was noticing Pluto because Pluto is a transformer. I mean, one of the transformer, all the dwarf planets out there, they transform too. There's a lot, everything. Mars can actually be transformation. It used, I mean, it was it. It's a traditional ruler of Scorpio. And I'm not, te I'm just sharing that I, my awareness of that because we studied in, well, with cosmic collaboration, which is now uh, in past, it's been, um, it's now kaleidoscope. Uh, visions but at that time it was like how what's the difference well mars just through your action is going to change things so of course it's metamorphous but let's go to jupiter i mean not jupiter let's go to pluto <laughs> okay 28 capricorn a large avery and so the birds are sick in their environment and they make a lot of noise so it's like it could be busy like a beehive <laughs> yeah you know, one of the things I've seen this 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 archetypal symbol play out in, in individual people's lives is it, and it's in that first house itself, it'll be a lot of voices. You know, that aviary is a lot of voices. A lot of times if, if, this, if this shows up in a person's individual chart, it's a, they're hearing a lot of voices. I mean, they get a lot of in input from a lot of people here, you know, and so I think... Uh, um, that's you know we, that's what we got going on in the world today a lot of everybody's got got their own say on everything you know that's so insightful so. that's very insightful because that process can get to be overwhelming right it's like how do you discern how do you right where's it where's it headed let's look at that 20 thing. 29 capricorn a woman reading tea leaves so you know, seeing the hidden meaning, um, clairvoyance, clear seeing, knowing or intuition. And Justin, you were saying so much of this is all about the clairvoyance of in our little chat. And I think you've brought it up again with birds. And I mean, there it is right there. Well, yeah, our clear audience. Yeah. And I think that was Liz mm -hmm. that mentioned that actually. The, the, sorry, oh, that okay. Audience. Yeah. <laughs> Why give? Yes. Okay. So there is hope that if we uh, realize the door could be open through not us being in our own highway, but let the let this communication, whether it's through other voices, whether it's of people, energies, everything that will forge this path. Well, I don't know about path, this connections, right? <laughs> Gee. Absolutely. Well, we don't have to just hang up. We have a couple of moments with our little background music, uh, but it's really a pleasure. And Liz, Mouchette, Elizabeth, and Justin, Crockett, Elsie, thank you so much. And our audience, we look forward to this. We'll be working on a monthly basis, connecting back with you. And you can always go to Talk Cosmos and find Justin and Liz we have five. We've been, this is our fifth year now. We're plowing on. And uh, it's an interesting number, five. We can talk about that again. <laughs> Change. <laughs> <laughs> when we meet next month. <laughs> okay. 
Thank you. Happy new projects, everybody. Blessings. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.